At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare when you buy kroger brand products you feel like you're winning that's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices in fact we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome to Odds On. I'm Mike Palm, and filling in for Amal Shaw the rest of this Christmas week, we have Wes Reynolds. Wes, thanks for joining us. Happy holidays, Mike. Good to be with you. Indeed. Usually it's the other way around. I'm out, and you're working with Amal, but today you get the handicap of working with me. It's Wednesday, so we'll have Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer from Yahoo Sports, join us in about 30 minutes. Well, we got a rare treat yesterday, Wes. Two Tuesday NFL games. You know, I surmised yesterday that maybe a reflexive play teasing down uh, both favorites because the, the the Eagles were only eight and a half when we were on right. there, right? They didn't get to 10 yet. Uh, or even a money line play might have been appropriate if you didn't have a strong opinion on either game. That ends up getting there. Rams 20, Seahawks 10. Rams cover the seven, stays under the 47. Eagles 27, football team 17. If you got the number late, it's a push. If you got it early, Eagles covered, but it did go over the 38-and-a-half, which was bet down because of the quarterback situation for the football team. Yeah, and uh, look, uh, Garrett Gilbert kept him in the game for as long as he could, but really the story for that game, the Philadelphia Eagles, 238 yards on the ground. And uh, look, I wish both these games would have been like nationally televised instead of regional. I mean, you could have put one maybe on NFL Network for whatever market wasn't getting the other game, but they did not do that because we only got the Rams game locally out here, but... Look, the Philadelphia Eagles, the schedule, I think, if you look at them, and there's a reason why there's optimism for Philadelphia is because all four of the games are division games and three of the four are at home. Starting with last night, they get the win over the football team. They get the Giants coming in who look like a dead team. They go to Washington again, who knows what their injury situation is going to be in a couple weeks, and then they close out with Dallas. So, you know, good effort for Philadelphia. 519 yards, 7.4 yards a play. And look, Jalen Hurts still needs some work and needs some development, but I think you can see that he is getting better. He is improving, and he does give that on offense a dynamic that they hadn't had previously. So nice win for Philadelphia. I didn't end up getting involved in either game due to a lot of the COVID concerns and who was going to be in and who was going to be out. Was very tempted, though, by Seattle once that showed seven in the hook last night. Um, if you're Nick Sirianni and both your quarterbacks are healthy, are you playing Hurts or Minshew? You know, Minshew is kind of like the take care of the ball, don't screw it up guy. But Jalen Hurts does give you a dynamic. And I think the Eagles right now, when you see what they did last night, they're going to run the football first. And I think that that's what they need to do for success. So I would still stick with Jalen Hurts. Obviously, you have Minshew warming up in the bullpen. But 
I think you've got to go with him just because he can, you know, he can turn it over, but he can also keep plays alive that I think Gardner Minshew cannot. All right, let's take a look at the NFC playoff picture based off both of these games. And let's start with the game that was in Philadelphia and the Eagles. Right now, they are the eight seed, the first team on the outside mm-hmm. looking in in the wild card race in the NFC. Currently, the odds on the Eagles to make the playoffs. Yes, uh, Wes, you can get plus 125. If you don't think they're getting in, you got to lay 165. When you look at this mess here, the Eagles' schedule, as you said, is more favorable than Minnesota, who's tied with them at 7-7. Seven and seven. Minnesota still has the Rams and the Packers and the Bears left on their schedule. Yeah, absolutely, and I was going to point that out. I just think, and Minnesota, we've seen kind of all year, Mike, even on Monday night where they kind of dominated the scoreboard but not the stat sheet, they don't get distance on teams. Every single game, I think, except for the one game earlier in the season, has been a one-score game, eight points or less pretty much for Minnesota, whether it's a win or a loss. So they got the Rams coming in this weekend. Then they got to go to Green Bay New Year's weekend, and then they get the Bears at home. I just think that that might be a little bit too much for them to overcome. Then you look at New Orleans, who's also down there at 7-7, seven and seven, a little bit more of a permissible schedule for them as well. They get Miami coming in. I know Miami's won several in a row, but they've kind of beaten up on some weaker competition and I, and a little bit of smoke and mirrors, I think, for Brian Flores and his guys. Then you get Carolina coming in. Boy, they look like a team that's DOA right now. And then you go to Atlanta. So Minnesota has the weak, I think the strongest schedule remaining of those seven and seven teams. Do you like the Eagles or the Saints better to make the playoffs at this point? I'd still lean Eagles, to be honest with you, because uh, the Saints were a team that I thought they were going to go over their win total still very much can. I think their win total was eight, eight and a half, depending on your shop. But you still have concerns about that quarterback position. They've had to shuffle this year with Jameis being hurt, went with Simeon in the second half of that Tampa Bay game. He got a win, and then they got Taysom Hill back. And I just have not believed in Taysom Hill really as a quarterback. And I know Sean Payton is a very good coach, and I want to trust his judgment, but Coaches are stubborn, too. He is bound and determined to make Taysom Hill work as a quarterback in that offense, and I just don't see it happening long-term. I have a preseason ticket on Peyton at 45-1 to for Coach of the Year. I thought it was dead. They shut out Tom Brady. I think it's still lurking around there. He's, he's over 20-1, to but everybody at the top had a bad week. I mean, Belichick's mm-hmm. the favorite. They lose. I think you can draw a line through Kingsbury. Vrabel didn't help his case, right. blowing the 13-0 lead at the Steelers. I don't know. If Zach Taylor wins the division, the AFC North, maybe he's the coach of the year. Yeah, I would think so, too. And then maybe, look, Frank Reich's going to get consideration yep. if he can kind of run the mm-hmm. table here because this is a Colts team that went 0-3, and usually we always see 0-3. That's a death sentence if you want to make the playoffs in the NFL, and he is still right there. But you're right. I got a lot of the guys up at the top. I think uh, Kingsbury, even Bill Belichick, Sean McVay. Has kind of been, and I didn't think the Rams were really that great last night. And they were my pick to win the Super Bowl. I bet them at 14 to 1 in the summer. But the thing with the Rams is like they always leave you wanting more. I mean, I don't know if it, maybe it's just me that kind of thinks that. It's like, I feel like this team should be a lot better than they look on a week to week basis. Well, let's talk about the Rams then. Now, you know, my partner, Amal Shaw, has them um, to win the division at I think plus 205. He has them, um, the big bet is to win the NFC and go to the Super Bowl at 6 to 1. Um, and now they stand tied with Arizona at 10-4. and four. They split the season series, but Arizona better record inside the division right now. 4-1 and one compared to 3-2 and two for the Rams with one game still left to play for both of them. They're pretty much assured a playoff spot. But is now the time to take a look at the Rams maybe to win the Super Bowl? They've got a chance with Arizona faltering to maybe mm-hmm. even slide up into a two-seed in the NFC. They're still 10-1. to one. I almost think they're more likely to make it out of the NFC as the Super Bowl uh, representative of that conference than they are to win the division just when you look at the Rams' schedule. They still got to go to Minnesota. We know Minnesota, as I just mentioned a moment ago, always in tight games. Of course, the Rams a three-point favorite. We are starting to see some two-and-a-halves, though, in the market. So some bettors are betting the Vikings at least early in the week. You're going to Baltimore. Are they going to be healthier by January 2nd? Perhaps so. But that's still two road games. Then you get the 49ers at home. And we've kind of seen it in this NFC West where it's like Seattle tends to own the 49ers, but the 49ers tend to have the Rams number. 
and they had their number earlier this season. So I don't think the Rams' schedule is really as permissible. I, I think that they end up maybe not winning this division, but still have a very good chance to come out of the NFC. The Packers own the one seed currently in the NFC with a game advantage. Um, are they that far ahead of the rest of the of the conference in terms of their odds? Because it's reflected in that. Two to one on the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. Bucks currently at plus three thirty. Then we talked about the Rams five to one. Cowboys at six to one. Cardinals plus eight fifty. And then the next choice, uh, the 49ers at fourteen to one. I really don't think that they should be that far ahead, Green Bay, because look, I don't want to discredit them. They're they're a good team, no question about it. But Green Bay all season long has gotten the breaks. If you look in terms of certain games, in terms of covering the spread, remember San Francisco on that Sunday night game scored with like 30, a little over 30 seconds and change left. Aaron Rodgers, no timeout. He drives down the field. Mason Crosby kicks the winning field goal. The game against the Steelers, which could have shifted in momentum. Stats indicate Packers should have won easy. But remember the play near the end of the first half where I think it was Joe Hayden that blocked the field goal, and Minka Fitzpatrick picks it up. It was one of the two. It might have been reversed. Picks it up, returns it for a touchdown. They call an offsides, which was not an offsides, and that totally shifted the momentum of the game. Then you remember the game the next week against Cincinnati where Crosby missed all those field goals. It was just a kicking disaster, and somehow Green Bay not only wins and gets the cover, Green Bay scores with like four minutes left to go in Chicago the following week to get the win and the cover. They got outplayed by the Washington football team, somehow win 24 to 10, and then they get in the back door with Jordan Love against the Kansas City Chiefs where they had done nothing offensively the whole game. So Green Bay, what I'm saying is I think that they've been living right. I'm not saying they're not a good team, but I don't think that they are that far ahead of the competition in the NFC. Are you a believer in the Cowboys, West? They're currently at 6-1 to one to win the NFC. Dak hasn't been great, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that for Comeback Player of the Year. But this defense, very opportunistic. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, when we watched them in week one, Mike, I think it was the Thursday night game against Tampa Bay, and we saw the first-round draft pick out of Penn State, Micah Parsons, and he looked absolutely lost in coverage. It's like, okay, they finally figured out, don't play this guy in coverage. Line him up and let him go kill the opposing quarterback, and he has done that very well. Trayvon Diggs, you know, he gets interceptions. He forces turnovers. Now he's a bit of a gambler. You know, reminds me of a guy we used to have with the Indianapolis Colts named Ray Buchanan out of Louisville, and they called him Big Play Ray because he was either making a big play or he was giving up a big play. And that's kind of like Trayvon Diggs, I think, a little bit in that secondary for Dallas. He's a gambler, but this Dallas defense, ever since they got Demarcus Lawrence back to stop the run, they're about to get Gregory back, so they have two really good pass rushers. It's really been the defense that's carried them. Dak has not looked right, I think, over the last few weeks. Yeah. Let's talk about Dak in terms of comeback player of the year. Uh, he's minus 650 right now, prohibitive favorite. Joe Burrow at plus 750. When you look at their stats, Wes, there's not a lot of difference other than the team record. Nine and four for the Cowboys under Dak. Remember, he didn't play that game at Minnesota that they won. Burrow, eight and six, but they're tied for the division lead in the AFC North. Completion percentage almost identical. Passing yards per game, it favors Dak by about 15. Passing touchdowns per game, almost identical. Burrow, a couple more interceptions per game. Um, passer rating, nearly identical. QBR, nearly identical. Should Dak be minus 650 and Joe Burrow plus 750 right now? Absolutely not. And I think Cincinnati, look, you mentioned about Zach Taylor for like coach of the year. What about Joe Burrow? I know the numbers weren't great, but I was impressed against Denver. He stood in there and took some big hits and made some big throws to put that game on ice late. So I think Burrow's in the mix. And I think Jimmy G has been James G over the past several weeks. He's been as good as anybody lately. All right, when we come back, we're going to turn our focus to those institutions of higher learning. We've got a bowl game on tap today, as well as some great college basketball matchups. That's next, Odds On. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This 
is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, Wes. No more spit cups and no batteries to charge your leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strings, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is odds on. Mike Palm, Wes Reynolds filling in for Amal Shaw. For the rest of the week, I'm going to get you to try this Zen before it's over. Okay, I'm going to. I'm going to... You were talking about the ashtray. That ashtray outside the studio gets very busy here on the weekend, Michael. When I'm here for seven hours doing seven, that show. I don't know how you do it. Seven hours. <laughs> I like this hour is perfect for me. Just absolutely perfect. Two would two would be a stretch. Let's talk about bowl games, Wes. You know the trend has been, and if everybody got the bowl guide, you know bet bet the underdogs on the money line, right? In these right. bowl games, they tend to to win out and be more profitable from that perspective. Started out dogs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, last last Friday and Saturday, but now the favorites have started to take over. Eight and three favorites overall, six and five against the spread. The bigger trend totals nine and two in the eleven games so far. Yeah, and part and parcel of that is because I think you've had four MAC teams so yeah. far, and oh. they're zero and four. Uh, oh. Maction has been oh. action for the other team scoring, as we saw with Kent yeah. State against Wyoming yesterday. We do have another MAC club in action. That'll be tomorrow afternoon against North Texas. It'll be Miami of Ohio. North Texas in that Frisco football classic. So, yeah, the MAC has been very poor, especially defensively in these matches. But all year they've been down, right? Amal and yeah. I have talked about that. There was really no standout team. I mean, yeah. the, the the West Division, whatever, the, it was 4-4, four 4-4, and 4-4, four, four and 4-4, four, four and four, yeah. right? And they, they didn't win the big out-of-conference games. Yeah, year. and you talk right. about a conference that gets absolutely killed via the transfer portal because mm-hmm. especially a lot of these MAC schools, look, with all due respect, they want to play in the Big Ten, these kids. And then they get a chance where it's like all of a sudden you can transfer into like a Purdue or an Indiana or Michigan Ohio State, what have you, and then they take that opportunity. So that's why I think you've seen the quality of that conference really go down the last couple of years. Well, let's talk about the bowl game today. As we said, uh, overs 9-2, and two, and I like the over today. Um, Amal gave it out yesterday at 54.5. It's down to 53.5 right now. Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl from Fort Worth, Texas, featuring Army, representing the military side of it, against the Missouri Tigers out of the SEC. 
Right now, Wes, we see Army favored by a touchdown. Total in some places has dropped all the way down to 53 and a half. You have a play on this game, and what's your analysis? Uh, I played it early when it was put out there. I actually played it before the Army-Navy game happened, mm. which, of course, Army did get upset by the midshipmen in that game. Uh, midshipmen were seven-and-a-half-point underdogs, but I still liked Army here. I laid, uh, I believe, minus 160 on the money line when it was, like, around three, three-and-a-half. And, I mean, no reason not to, I think, if you like Army, because the service academies are always very good in bowls. I mean, there's a reason why... They're almost 70% like the last 40 years in bowl games. Army, Navy, and Air Force always care about these games. It's a short prep time against teams that run a triple option. So, you know, that's why you see these defenses. They're not used to facing this during the regular season. And when you look at Army, and this is an angle that I discovered uh, a couple weeks ago. Last 10 years is the sample size here. Teams that finished in the top 10 nationally regular season and rushing yards per game Bet them in their bowl game. They hit about 64% of the time. And, of course, Army always up there near the top because they pretty much run the ball exclusively as a triple option team. They're going against Missouri. Now the line has gone up to about six and a half, seven. Maybe that's a buyback spot if you like Mizzou. But Mizzou's got a lot of guys out. They're going with a first-time starting quarterback here. They're running back elected to go into the NFL draft. Got a few guys out on defense. And one of the real surprises for Mizzou when we saw a national signing day, they had a top 15 national recruiting class. You know, I thought Indiana being number 17 was a surprise. Best ever class in Bloomington. But, you know, I do wonder if that plays into some players' minds where it's like, next year we're going to be tight, guys. You know, and, and then they don't focus on this game. And all of a sudden you've got a service academy that's ready to play. So, I don't want to give it out at six and a half or seven since I'm already in at a money line of like minus 160. I don't want to get our viewers in the habit of chasing bad numbers, but I do like Army here. Tell me why you don't play the over here. And, and I look at the Army game against Wake Forest because I think it's a comparable level of defense with Wake Forest and Missouri. I mean, Missouri's that bad on defense. Mm-hmm. They gave up like 98% of the possible yards they could give up to a team in Tennessee in that game in Columbia early. So, And as you said, uh, several players out on the defensive side of the ball, or do you think Missouri is just not going to score in this game to the point where Army could be so far ahead that we don't get to the 54? Well, and you're right about the defense, 111th in the country, 125, giving up 228.8 per game. So Army should be able to get what they want. Now, will Missouri be able to score enough in their own right? Because it almost seems ridiculous, Mike, when you just look at it on the surface. It's like, how can an SEC team be getting almost a touchdown to Army here? Like, like that's almost absurd. But I just think that, you know, I would agree with you on the over. And I think when it drops that much, you either want to be the steam or you want to fade the steam. And at this point, I mean, you can't bet the under here just because it has moved so much and you don't want to get in the habit of taking, you know, almost a touchdown worse than the number. This opened 60 and a half some spots and 53 and a half right here at Circa. That's pretty much the market consensus. I would agree with your assessment. I can only be on the over here. Look, I mean, I talked to them all yesterday about that game and we both ended up with Wyoming, right? But I, I leaned over on the game and he didn't like it over because he said, the Wyoming offense is not explosive enough. But against a bad defense, mm-hmm. any offense is going to be explosive. I think Army will gash them with their triple option. Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too. And what we saw, and I ended up being on that over with you yesterday for the Potato Bowl up in Boise. Just because you run the ball, I know people, betters are kind of going to think, well, it's going to slow down the clock and whatnot, and they're not really up-tempo. Well, if you're gashing teams with 15- and 20-yard runs and you're doing what Wyoming did against State where Levi Williams just, you know, kind of a busted play, just takes it around the corner and goes 80 yards, if you're getting those kind of big plays against bad defense, these points can pile up in a hurry. So just because you have teams that run the ball does not mean that they cannot score. So that's kind of a misnomer sometimes we can get into as betters. All right, Wes, let's turn to the hard courts. It's been a while since we had some good college basketball Matchups, not that we didn't have betting opportunities, but matchups right. between good teams. I want to start in Knoxville tonight. I think this is a terrific game. I'm going to have a play on it later. Arizona travels to Knoxville, take on Tennessee. Both teams ranked. Arizona moved up to six now mm-hmm. off this 11-0 and start. I have a great amount of respect for Rick Barnes. His all, teams always play tough and always play smart. Tennessee currently ranked 19th at 8-2. and two. Tennessee, a slight home favorite here. This game was two, down to one and a half. Now down to one with a total of 153. Yeah, and kind of a battle of contrasting styles. And you and I actually saw this Arizona <laughs> team in person, Michael, when uh, they steamrolled Michigan. I think it was in uh, 
one of those classics at the uh, T-Mobile Arena. I think it was the Roman main event is what it was called. And Arizona absolutely ran over Michigan, who had a lot of high expectations and still do for this season. Arizona has since gone on the road to beat a very good Illinois team that's not quite 100% healthy yet, but still had Coburn back and had plenty of talent there. But Tommy Lloyd coming in from Gonzaga has done a really good job. Arizona, very fast-paced tempo team, fourth in tempo in the country. They have shooters. They have uh, some international players. They got this big kid. Ooh, that set, kid from Cameroon is unbelievable. Yes, yes a seven-one kid, yeah. Coloco. And Arizona, I mean, you thought, okay, Arizona's always going to get dudes because they can always recruit no matter what. But they've really been, I think, the nice surprise this season. I think people thought, oh, they're going to be a quality team, get back in the NCAA tournament. But 11-0 and right now and in the top three in the country – but they're getting a Tennessee team that is very good defensively with with Rick Barnes. Even though the tempo numbers are kind of high, Tennessee doesn't mind giving a little bit of backcourt pressure to go ahead and slow you down. Because a lot of times we think a team wants to press because they want to speed you up, you know, and get up tempo like Auburn and Bruce Pearl where they gamble for steals all the time. No, they want to slow you down because then all of a sudden when you cross that 10-second line, it's like, okay, we got 18 seconds left to get in our offense. And eventually when we run our stuff, we're down to like three or four seconds left on the shot clock and getting bad shots. So Tennessee, very good defensively. I believe number two currently in the Ken Palm. They force turnovers. They don't give you a lot at the rim. Now, Arizona's got some size, but Tennessee's got a little bit of their own size at the rim, and they can prevent you from getting good shots. So this is going to be a competitive game. I think we have plays on this, but we might be opposite, and we can go into that during best bets. The, uh, the total here was steamed up from 149.5 to 153, and we'll talk about that when we get into the best bets later as well. Uh, I want to talk about one more game here. Western Kentucky uh, taking on Kentucky here. Kentucky uh, in this interstate matchup, laying 12 with a total uh, of 141. I watched this Western Kentucky-Louisville game over the week, mm-hmm. and that game at, at the Hilltop. Western Kentucky, when you talk about game control, Mm-hmm. They really dominated. Yes. They were in full control of the game with Louisville. Yeah, I was on the toppers in yeah. that spot because, you know, you don't get the big state school come in mm-hmm. to Bowling Green very often, and now they got to go to Rupp. I think this was a, a newly scheduled game because Kentucky had an opponent drop out for COVID. Kentucky, obviously, priced near the top of the market after what they did out here at T-Mobile last weekend against North Carolina. North Carolina didn't even <laughs> blown on the floor with them, 98-69. to 69. So you're getting Kentucky kind of priced at the top here. Small lean to Western Kentucky. Rick Stansberry always gets very good talent for a mid-major program. Uh, He's willing to skirt a few rules in recruiting. All right, coming up after the break, we're going to have Frank Schwab, the senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports. We'll talk NFL bowl season and some Big Ten basketball as well. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSEN, the sports betting network. Save 50% off a VSEN all access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every game and sport on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits showing you where the money is going on every game. Sign up today and you'll also get our daily best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24 7 video. Plus, our all-new College Bowl betting guide covering every bowl game for only $39 at decent.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm, Wes Reynolds, filling in for Amal Shaw the rest of the week. I tell you, Wes, the, the daily best bet emails is worth the price of the description. Yeah. I know you write for Point Spread Weekly. I know all this. I would pay that just every day to get the best bets. Then you can go back and watch and find out the reasoning from, from the host. Yeah, that. and you also get the emails. And by the way, you have the link to check on the website for some of the later afternoon or the evening programming for overnights and whatnot. So absolutely check that, not only from this program, but also The Edge with Matt and John Von Tobel. So, yeah, you get those daily best bets and then just kind of look at it. And, uh, you know, they've been winning. Yeah, they have. It's Wednesday. It's 11.30 a.m. Pacific. That means it's Frank Schwab time. Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports and their betting analyst and frequent guest on Rush Hour with Danny Burke. Welcome back in, Frank. Hey, what's going on, Mike? How you doing? <laughs> How are you? I want to start with this. Before we get to the specific big games in the NFL this weekend, I want to ask you about you're a graduate of the University of Wisconsin, spent time there now in Denver. Aaron Rodgers, in my mind, he deserves the MVP. But for betters, how much do they need to consider whether the voters 
hold his vaccination status and his lack of clarity about it against him? You know, honestly, I think at this point, uh, you know, we're so far removed from that. It, it's not far, far failures. It seems like it was months and months ago, right? Like, like that, that Chiefs uh, Chargers game that happened last Thursday seems like it was a month and a half ago. So I, I really don't. I, I don't think that's going to affect Aaron Rodgers' any, uh, status there. He didn't, you know, I mean, that would be really petty of the voters, I think. Uh, and so I think it's his, it's his to lose because I think the Buccaneers are going to start shutting guys down. They know they're not getting the one seed. I don't see any reasons why Mike Evans is, is rushed back. I, I don't see, you know, and now they're without Fournette. They're without Godwin. So I think Brady could have a little bit of a rocky end to this season. Where Aaron Rodgers, I think they're going to get the one seed. They have three winnable games ahead of them. I think they finish strong. Rodgers wins it. And it, part of this, look, I'll get on my soapbox again. I do this all the time. Part of it to me is disappointing that, Jonathan Taylor has no chance. I know he's listed right. at plus 750. We all know he's not going to win. It's a quarterback award. And same for Cooper Cup. Like, I know receivers never won MVP, but what more do they need to do? He's probably going to get 2,000 yards. He's probably going to break the single season receiving uh, receptions record. Uh, what more does he need to do for a team that's going to, I think, win its division? So that part stinks to me, but it's a quarterback award. And right now, I favor Rodgers, and I don't think, I don't think the voters are going to hold it against him. I'm trying to beat the drum for JT, really, for the MVP here. And this really kind of reminds me of I mean, Yeah, he's been – like, trust me, I, on Wisconsin. What, what, <laughs> I, of course I'm going to ride for my guy JT. But, I mean, yeah, what more – speaking of Cup, what more does he need to do? I, I got a, I have a Jonathan Taylor MVP ticket I got a few weeks ago. It's 300 to 1. Uh, and it's just like I, – I know it's good value now. It's a good bet, but I don't think it's going to cash. But hopefully the offensive player of the year one. This does kind of remind me, and we were talking about this over the break, Mike, of the Heisman race where it was like – Okay, we are all trying to find a candidate on the outside from those top couple quarterbacks. We were all looking at Kenny Pickett, or we were looking at Kenneth Walker of Michigan State, or Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. And then it's a battle of attrition. Then Bryce Young has the big game that mattered when he had the big game. And then I could see that happening for Rodgers if the voters don't hold it against him. But, Frank, let's get to the Week 16 card. Really, one of the feature games is going to be in prime time on Christmas night. The all-of-a-sudden resurgent Indianapolis Colts, who started out 0-3 on the season, have won 8 of their last 11. You can argue they should be 11-0, really, in that span. But now they're going to an all-of-a-sudden wounded Arizona team. This was 5 on the look-ahead, reopened 2.5, now seeing even in some spots where the Indianapolis Colts are about to go to the favorite. If you're betting the Colts, are you, are you a little bit too late to the party here? Yeah, and that's the problem. I mean... This is an overreaction line. I still do think the Colts are the better team here. I think that the Cardinals are a little bit shaken up their confidence. They're, they're thinking about last year. There's no question about it. They collapsed last year and missed the playoffs. They're not going to miss the playoffs this year, but they're going to lose the NFC West to the Rams. I think we all can see that coming. I mean, for them to lose to the Rams a couple weeks ago, it's not a big deal. Okay, you lose to a tough team. To go on the road and get blasted by the Lions, that was not a fluky game at all. The Cardinals just got steamrolled in that game. That's a trouble sign to me. I, I still do like the Colts side, I guess. Like I was, I was on a show Saturday. Yeah, Mike, I do other shows, not just you guys. Um, <laughs> and the host, and the host said, you know, the host was like, "Oh, I'm not saying the Colts are going to Super Bowl or anything." And I interrupted him and said, "Why not? What What is keeping the Colts from going to the Super Bowl?" I think when you look at the landscape of the AFC, the Chiefs are really good. They're number one team right now, and I think they've reestablished that. But it's not like the Colts can't beat them. They play the style of ball that could go an arrowhead and win that game, and nobody else in the AFC is playing as well as the Colts. In my mind, this is a top-five team. And I think that, you know, they're a team I like backing. I was on them last week. I'll, I probably will be on them this week, but not as as strongly as I would have been before that, yeah, before that look-ahead line went from five to one. And I'm, a lot of value has been extracted, but I don't really trust the Cardinals right now. Talking with Frank Schwab, senior NFL writer for Yahoo Sports and their betting analyst. Earlier in the day on Christmas Day at Lambeau Field, the Cleveland Browns come in so close so close they came to upsetting the Raiders uh, yeah. on Monday night in that game that was moved, a game they needed to get into that three-way tie for first place in the AFC Central. How much of a letdown is it coming off of that spot? And then they catch the Packers where the Packers still need these games, uh, you know, to lock up the number one seed, Lambeau the number one. You talk to any bookmaker, Frank, really, Lambeau's really the only home field where they're still assigning a three-point advantage. Packers still haven't locked up the one seed here. This line's sitting at seven and a half. Is it too short? I'm sure the Packers will be in everybody's teasers to open up Christmas weekend. 
Yeah, big time teaser game here. But I, you know what? I don't think the Browns are, are dead here. And you know, you, you said, and, and you might be well right about how the Browns react to last week's loss. But you could see a scenario too where they're kind of energized a little bit by it. They, they were decimated and played so hard and so well and should have won that game. Yeah, they they could be really in the dumps after that. But I still think that Stefanski, who I really respect as a coach, is going to tell that team, look, in front of us, we can still win the division. We can still get a wild card. We're going to have to win some games. And let's go to Lambeau Field and put our best foot forward. And I think the effort they put forth last week, I, I was really impressed. Even for them to get that close, I, I think that that showed a lot about the heart of that team. And I don't mind backing them here if, at a touchdown. I, you said, you know, yeah, the Packers do need to keep winning, but they do have a cushion too. If you look at the who's the most desperate team here, it's easily the Browns. They're they're going to come in and with hey, our season's on the line here. We can't drop any more games. Whereas the Packers. Yeah, yeah, they still do need to win to, to get that one seed, but they could drop a game and still get it, and they still have a pretty easy remaining schedule. So I'll take the desperate team here, the one that's coming off a heck of a performance, I thought anyway, on Monday. I think we're going to get another really, really gutsy performance from them to at least cover the seven. Frank, the Patriots had their seven game outright and also against the number. Winning streak ended in Indianapolis on Saturday. Now they're getting the Buffalo Bills just a couple weeks removed from that. Monday night game where Mac Jones only threw three passes and they ran the old uh, Tom Osborne or Service Academy game plan. Bill Belichick was wearing that Navy mask, by the way, so he took right. a page out of the midshipman playbook and ended up winning. Now Buffalo coming in, this open one, basically two in the market, some two and a halves out there. The Bills we saw, they came back against Tampa Bay. They're capable of playing good football. Do you believe in the Bills, though, here at this spot in this short number? I really don't. They've been disappointing all year. I was on the Patriots in the first game, and it was fluky, obviously, to windstorm and all that. But I do feel like I had the best team, and I feel like I'm going to have the best team on Sunday with the Patriots. They've just been more horrible all year. I will say this. Look, if the Bills win this game, they're winning the AFC East. Look at their remaining schedule. They play home games against the Falcons and Jets, and they'd have the tiebreaker of the Patriots. So this is the AFC East championship game. And I will say, going back to that, that MVP graphic you put up before, Josh Allen at 18-1, to I can tell myself a story where Josh Allen somehow, someway throws four or five touchdowns in this game. They win. They go on and win the AFC East. Somebody might steal this MVP late, and Josh Allen's one guy I think can really do it because it's kind of laid out for him narrative-wise for him to get back in the mix. But I really do think the Patriots are the better team here. I, I think they do win. I think that they, they've just – look, they lost to the Colts. Oh, well. Like, that. that's not a bad loss. That's not nothing I'm jumping off the ship of the Patriots for. I think they're still the same team that won those, all those games in a row. I think they handle business here. This is a Bill Belichick special. I think they're going to get it. Well, Frank, let's close off with the big game in the AFC North. The Baltimore Ravens travel to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Remember, the Bengals beat them soundly uh, in Baltimore in a mild upset earlier in the year. Both teams 8-6. and six. Bengals on the tiebreaker, currently um, the AFC North leader. This line sitting at 2.5 in favor of the Bengals, of course, the Baltimore uh, quarterback situation status is unknown. Will this moment prove to be too big for the Bengals? I really don't think so. And this is more of a fate of the Ravens. Their injuries have just caught up to them in a major way. I, I, They're just not the same team they were a few weeks ago. And even a few weeks ago, they were winning a ton of close games. I'm not one of these guys who's like, ooh, Tyler Huntley, maybe he should start ahead of Lamar Jackson because he don't want to. No, no, Lamar will start if he can start. But we don't know what health is. His health you know, realistically, he's close to 100%. He's not one of these guys that could just tape it up and go. I, I think the Bengals are the right side here just because the Ravens are sliding so hard. Frank, thanks for the time. We appreciate everything you do for us, and Merry Christmas to you and yours. Absolutely. Happy holidays, guys. Thank, Thank you, Frank. You. All right, when we come back, the Palm Reader Playbook and Wes's winners, and we might even have some plays from them all. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet River Sportsbooks takes football same-game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same-game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combination. In addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same-game parlay props or college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the bowl season. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to BetRivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combination. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, you can call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. In Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey as play Sugarhouse. Void where prohibited. Welcome back into Odds on Mike Palm with Wes Reynolds. Wes filling in for a mall who's in New York for Christmas this year. Uh, this is the section of the show where we give our picks, you know, First, I want to say, Amal, congratulations yesterday. He was 3-0. Mm-hmm. He had Wyoming. He had San Diego State. And he had Utah Lane 3 at home uh, in the Huntsman Center. I think they won by 5 in yes. that game. He covered all three. He's on um, the over in the Missouri Army game, the, the Armed Forces Bowl today. Last time you were on for me, I went back and watched the shows. You were picking, like, the Twins at plus $2 at in, in, in Minute Maid to beat the Astros and doing extremely well that week. So I'm interested to get your place for today, Wes. Okay, uh, just a col- couple college basketball plays for tonight. And I did take the money line with Tennessee. They are a small favorite. It's down to one and a half. And I know Arizona is is getting the money here. But I do think that this is a little bit of a tough matchup for the Wildcats because Rick Barnes, look, they're going to ugly it up. And if you have watched any of Tennessee's games this year, they have been in some ugly games. That game at the Garden comes yeah. to mind. I think it was for the Jimmy B Classic against Texas Tech, and I had the under in that game. I was like, I can't even lose the under in overtime in this game with Tennessee and Texas Tech. It was 57-52, very ugly game. Tennessee also did get beat by Villanova on a neutral site earlier this year, but the Vols have some good wins over North Carolina. That win at Colorado, not a bad win, 69-54. to Really good defense here. This is a Tennessee team that can struggle a little bit sometimes for offense, but I think that they're going to muck it up here. This is basically a coin flip game, and I landed on the the side of the balls. I think you're on the Wildcats. I am, and I'll tell you why it, it, now while we're doing it, and we'll go over the rest of your plays. I liked this game that they played in Champaign a mm-hmm. couple weekends ago, right? They had all the travel difficulties, difficulty getting to the arena, and found themselves down 15 late in the first half and methodically worked their way into back into that game and not only won but covered uh, the small margin there. So I like the fact that they're road tested, but I agree with you about Barnes. I mean, I, at Providence, yes, but at Clemson, I most remember him taking those teams in the in the ACC that had probably the least amount of talent yeah. and being competitive with Duke and Carolina. When you asked Dean Smith who he didn't want to coach against, he always said Rick Barnes. No, and I, and I think <laughs> Rick Barnes kind of gets a bad rap. Like, oh, he's a bad coach or hadn't won the big one. You know, there's a lot of really great coaches that never – 
either got to the Final Four or won the national championship. Like, uh, Gene Cady was a pretty darn good coach at Purdue. And it's like people think, oh, he's a loser because he didn't go to the Final Four. And I think Rick is a really good coach. This is the best defensive team, by the way, that Arizona will have faced all season. If they go into Thompson Bowling Arena and get a win, I am a believer this is absolutely a Final Four team. I it, They jumped out at me that night. and You sat a row in front of me that night yeah. in, in the tournament here. I came away with two things. Michigan's not a top 10 team, no. right? They could be at the end of the year, but they're not a top 10. And Arizona is absolutely an Elite Eight, Final Four type of team. Mm -hmm. They're that talented, and they can play. I think they can adjust style enough here that they can get into the half court and still be successful against a good defense. The one Tennessee. concern I do have, even being on Tennessee, Tennessee is usually a very elite rebounding team, and they still are. This is a different bird here in Arizona with the size that these guys have. Arizona, 44 and a half rebounds a game. They get 38% of their offensive rebounds. And this is a, a team with size and athleticism down low. So this is a big test for Tennessee as well. Okay, continue on with your plays, Wes. Yeah, my other play, I went with uh, Southern Illinois. And uh, this, I this is in the uh, Diamond Head Classic, by the way out there in uh, Honolulu, uh, that University of Hawaii host. And you do have Southern Illinois playing against San Francisco. I took plus 11 here. San Francisco has been a very good team, 11-1. and one. That West Coast Conference is a lot more than Gonzaga, even though they're clearly the best team. You have St. Mary's, who's very good. You have BYU, who's good. And then there's the Dons here at 11-1. and one. Now, they lost their first game in the weekend. They had to play two games down in Tempe. They lost by one in a low-scoring game to GCU. Bryce Drew's Grand Canyon bunch, and then they came back when one by one at Arizona State. They had two nip and tuck games down there in Tempe. And now you get a Southern Illinois team coming in that is very good defensively. And actually, this is not in the Diamond Head Classic. I misspoke. This is in San Francisco in their gym. But this Southern Illinois team is a very tough team to prep for. By the way, they're 355th out of like 358 teams in adjusted tempo. Brian Mullins, the former Saluki, is the head coach there at Southern Illinois. This is a team that shoots very well at the rim, actually shoots pretty solid from a three, but they really muck it up. Like when sometimes we look at these, whether it's Ken Palm or Bartorovic or shot quality or any of these advanced metrics in college basketball, one of the things I look at is average possession length. Southern Illinois, 356 defensively in average possession length, 19.2 seconds. That means you're getting a lot of these teams that face the Salukis that are getting shots laid off in the shot clock. And I think it's going to be the same thing here against the San Francisco team that might start out a little sluggish after those two nip and tuck one point games down there in Tempe playing in that event. I thought 11 was a real little rich here for San Francisco to lay. So I'm on the Salukis at plus 11. All right, I took the point and a half with Arizona in this game in Knoxville, and we discussed it already. I'm also on the over, and, and I got the benefit of waiting till today to bet it. I've all got it at 54 and a half yesterday. I've got it at 53 mm -hmm. and a half. I agree with you. I think Army gashes this Mizzou defense on the road, and this might be a spot for me to get involved with Army in the end game here. Um, just if they get off to too quick a lead, I yeah. probably won't be able to. But I want to see how this Missouri team reacts without the running back and if they're able to move the ball at all. Wes, I want to talk about a bet that's become more popular, and that's conference win totals in bowl games. Mm -hmm. uh, do you often get involved in this? Have I, I have not, actually. This is kind of like as we get more people in the market, we're getting some of these unique props here, which I think is good. I think it's good to have a more expansive menu with this, but I have not yet gotten involved in it. I wish I would have on the Mac because I'd already be cashing a ticket. All right, let's talk about the, the conferences that haven't started yet. So, I mean, some places will offer live conference totals, most not. I want to talk about the Big Ten because this intrigues me, Wes. They're involved in nine bowl games. They're favored in six of them. Now, some by a field goal or less. But favored in six of nine, yet the win total is over four and a half, mm -hmm. late 15 cents. Tell me why I shouldn't lay the 15 cents here. Well, one thing that has happened is you have had, like every other conference, you have had opt-outs and whatnot. I'll look at that Purdue-Tennessee game first. Mm -hmm. David Bell, the star receiver, you know, rightfully should be a first-team All-American. He is a terrific receiver. Uh, out of Indianapolis at Warren Central High School. But he is not going to play George Karloftis, the local kid from West Lafayette, defensive end, uh, really good pass rusher. He is not going to play for Purdue. So, you know, for a, for a team with a lot more talent, Mike, when you have a couple people opt out, you can replace those. It's next man up, you know, if you're one of the powerhouses. Like, if you're Ohio State, you got guys coming out of the weeds that can go ahead and step up. But a place like Purdue, you don't have that depth of talent necessarily to replace those guys when they opt out. So 
that's a game you've seen on the move. Tennessee been getting the money. And also Michigan State and Pitt. We know uh, Kenneth Walker is not going to go for Michigan State, but now Kenny Pickett is not going to go for Pittsburgh. He is. If you're, let me ask you this, because I asked them all and we disagree. If you're Kenny Pickett, isn't there an upside to playing in this game against arguably the worst Power five secondary in Michigan State? Amal's answer is no, but he would be expected to exploit them. Yeah, I mean, you know, could be, but I think Kenny Pickett right now is going to be the number one quarterback based on what all the draft Knicks are saying. He's going to be the first pick drafted. Now, he's not going to be where quarterbacks usually go, where they're like first or second pick in the draft, because there's just not that dominant quarterback this year. It's very heavy, especially on pass rushers and on defensive players. So, yeah, he could put up numbers here, but I think there's always that risk and people telling him not to go. So, uh, yeah, when I was looking at this in terms of, okay, who do I think is going to win their games, uh, I did already bet Arkansas at plus three against Penn State, okay. so I don't like Penn State. I think Michigan and Georgia, I think that number's about right. I think Wisconsin beats Arizona State. I think uh, Minnesota's got a chance to upset uh, West Virginia. With Ohio State, I'm kind of waiting, even though I did buy it up to seven and took Utah. I'm waiting to see if I want to add more if Chris Olav and Garrett Wilson aren't going to go for Ohio State in the Rose Bowl. Because we know Utah is going to be very excited to be out there in Pasadena, having never been there before. All right. I like, just quickly to close at the Big Ten, I like Minnesota. I like Maryland. That's two. I think Wisconsin is three. I think Ohio State is four. Now I've got to get one more win out of Penn State, Iowa, um, maybe Purdue, maybe Michigan State. Who knows who plays in that game, right? Let me try to make an argument for another one. Big 12, seven games, over under three and a half. I like under, it's lay 45 cents. I think Texas Tech loses to Mississippi State. West Virginia loses to Minnesota. I think Clemson crushes Iowa State. I give you Oklahoma should win, and I give you KSU should win. But is Oklahoma, you would have to have Oklahoma State beat Notre Dame and Baylor beat Old Miss to get the four. Yeah, I don't think that's getting the four at all. I don't either. I think that's a very good bet on the board. Real quickly tonight, Celtics, Cavs. Celtics, a six-point home favorite. Any thoughts? Well, I don't want to bet the Cavs because everybody knows about this winning streak right now. So you don't want to bet it when everybody knows about it. Wes, thanks for everything today. Look forward to the next two days. Stay tuned to VEASAN. Betting Across America is next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.